Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patriots Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hey everyone, welcome back into another live edition of the Patriots Beat podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. Brian Hunt, Pat's Pulpit, joined as always by at 985, the Sports Hub. And Sunday, Sunday practice down at Gillette, uh, delayed a little. We had some rain, we had some thunder, lightning, so we had a nice... Yep. You know, 45-minute delay after we got soaked out there for 10 minutes. But we'll, uh, we'll get into practice what went down. Really only out there an hour, hour 15, kind of a slower session here today as they get ready for Green Bay. But before we do that, we had some roster moves over the weekend since the Thursday uh, preseason opener. The Patriots release linebacker Ola Conley Fadakasi, I believe yep, I said yeah. that correctly. Yeah, you got it. Special teamer Jordan Healy, who a lot of us kind of had as a dark horse there uh, and the UDFA as a special teamer. And they got C.J. Maribel running back and Mika Vanterpool, uh, a lineman, two kind of position of needs there, two USFL players. So, you know, they, they keep kind of churning that depth over in the bottom of the roster. Yeah, like I don't – people are freaking out about, oh, they need linemen, they need running backs, and they signed two guys from the USFL. I don't think <clears> – <throat> these guys are supposed to be answers to their, to their problems. I would hope not. Uh, I, I, I think what this is simply having the depth to get through the next few days and weeks at camp, which they'll need. We saw Vanterpool repping with the second team today at guard and they didn't do a ton of run work today, but Pierre strong wasn't out there. So if Ramondre Stevens is limited and Pierre strong's hurt, that just leaves you Kevin Harris and JJ Taylor. You need another back just to simply get through these days and get through these drills <laughs> without overworking somebody and risking him getting hurt, you know, expanded risk to injury. So I, I don't know what they're going to do on the line. Like I, the answer I don't believe is out there, but I don't think Vanderpool's meant like, Oh, well our line sucks. So we signed this guy and we're fine. I don't think that's what that is. I do still think they're in the running for Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette. Cause the fun thing about the roster is even once it's full, you can cut somebody and sign somebody else. So I don't think they're done in that regard. I still think that they should be looking. I still think they will be looking at one of those veteran running backs, but there's a couple of reasons those guys might not want to sign right now. They might not want to do three weeks of camp. They This is the more likely one. They probably want to wait for Dalvin Cook to set the market before they sign so they don't get shortchanged. So in the meantime, you need somebody, and that's what C.J. Marable is going to be. And then when they get to the point with Fournette or, or Ezekiel Elliott where they're ready to get a deal done, mm-hmm. They'll cut Maribel or they'll just cut somebody else and open up that roster spot. I would not 
rule out them still signing like a veteran running back. I think that's still on the table. I agree there. We've been talking a lot. They needed depth just season anyway. And now you see right. Pierre Strong not out there today. Something's up there potentially. So you just needed a body. Same thing on the O-line. We know that these have kind of really hit that top unit. But even a guy like Cody Rusi got hurt Thursday night, rolled up on. He wasn't really out there today much. So get some get some more depth options in there because you'll need it for two joint practices on Wednesday, Thursday, and then a second preseason game on Saturday. So just depth at two positions in need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's pretty much it. It's just it's it's getting like like you don't realize uh we did this a couple years ago when I forget who it was got hurt and like they needed a quarterback and they signed um Jake Dolgala and we asked Bill about it, like why'd you want to work with him? Bill said, We need another arm at camp. We need somebody to throw to the receivers, we need somebody to throw to the running backs, we need somebody to throw to the tight ends. We only had two arms. Uh oh, it was Jared Stidham was on PUP. That's what yep. it was. And they only had Mack and Hoyer, and then they signed Dolgala because sometimes you just need guys to operate <laughs> a practice and you can say that they shouldn't have let it get to that point on the offensive line and running back offensive line, especially given how many linemen a team usually keeps, but it got to that point, And so they had to make these moves. Yep. Some good news, offensive line. And we'll get an interesting shuffles there that we'll get into, but I think it was the busiest day we've seen from Trent Brown in a while. And then Cole strange was out there, Jersey helmet, but then he didn't parking drills, but maybe he's kind of gearing up for for a return there maybe in green bay and and trent good to see him ramp up but those were the roster really my early udfa prediction jordan healing is gone both those guys cleared waivers so we'll see maybe down the line they could return i think there's a clear-cut new udfa favorite in, in the clubhouse here and it's malik cunningham because we saw what he did tonight and then today at practice, they threw him right back in there, taking some real reps at, at quarterback. Yeah, it, look, he didn't throw the ball, but yeah. <laughs> it was with the rest of the projected starters. So that's a, that that felt like a preparation thing more than it felt like a scout team thing. And I don't know entirely what to read on. Like I, I don't think he's pushing <clears throat> Mac because oh, no. he didn't throw the ball. And when they went to the two minute drill, and when they went to the red zone, it was all Mac. I don't even necessarily know that he's pushing Zappy. I think it's its own thing. I think it's just a, hey, there's going to be situations where he's in the game at quarterback, regardless of whether it's Mac or Zappi, like a package thing, like Taysom Hill. We saw him get some expanded reps at wide receiver as well. Uh, he's going to be here. I, and you mentioned the Jordan Healy thing. I was also surprised because of how much he was working with, with Matthew Slater and with Cam Accord. And like, look, they can both make the team. That's obviously uh, was a possibility and I wouldn't rule out healing coming back at some point. Maybe it's not on the initial 53, but maybe he signs on the practice squad or maybe he comes back, you know, later in the season or something like that. But yeah, I, they have a plan for Malik Cunningham. I, I don't know exactly what it is. Again, Taysom <clears throat> Hill's the name I keep going to, and it's not a perfect comp because Taysom Hill's a, if he's not a quarterback, Taysom Hill's a tight end. If Malik Cunningham's not a quarterback, he's a wide receiver different skill sets, but that thing where you're just going to have a guy that you're going to bring on the field. And sometimes he's going to be a, a, a passing option. Sometimes he's going to be under center. Sometimes he's going to play special teams. Uh, another one, the Falcons did this with Felipe Frank a couple years ago and Bill raved about it. Bill was, was so over the top about how excited he was um, 
or about how exciting it was to see a player that can do all those different things. The quote I've tweeted the quote out a number of times. You go on my Twitter and search Felipe Franks. I think you can find it, but I, this, I think that's what, what this is going to be a little bit of receiver, a little bit of quarterback, a little bit of special teams, and they'll kind of use them as needed. Cause we talked after the game a lot about that emergency quarterback package, how you that with Zappy being that emergency guy cutting him as the backup but that's the big thing we got to see how it looks throwing the ball a little more right he had right four throws thursday night good but nothing you know the one to nixon probably should have been a touchdown that was a nice ball but it's four throws he said he didn't throw today at all handoffs and zone read runs that type of stuff so long way to go here but i think we were on the same page kind of when they signed him that he around in, in some fashion here we Maybe early on we said scout team quarterback, give him that mobile quarterback look. But A, I don't think you're going to get him to the scout or practice squad if he keeps this up. And right. B, I think there's really a chance here he could kind of carve out some type of role with that skill set, whether area or on a different part of the field. But yeah, it, it's pretty pretty enticing right now what, what you're seeing out of him. And hopefully we'll more looks at that against Green Bay next week. Yeah, I, or or here's the thing, or will we? Yeah. Or did they see what they wanted to see, and now they're going to bury it, and they don't want to put it on tape anymore? I I wonder if we're going to see a bunch of it in joint practices, and then that's good, and then we don't see it in the game, and then maybe we just maybe he gets like a drive again, but we mainly see him at wide receiver. This is the kind of thing where you you can't you don't want to show it that early. Yeah. You kind of want to wait and sit on it till the preseason. So, I, we might not see a lot of it in the game again if they're gonna if they're gonna drill like joint practices are the perfect time to drill something like this. Especially, do you think there's any, like, we'll run it because in the joints, Bill, and we all know how much Bill has talked up the joints, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of starters. So do you think any, like, and we'll talk about City Saddle, but get these guys looks now before they go because then when they get to the joint practices, it's going to be a lot of the starters taking the heavy reps. You're talking about today, like why they're running yeah. today? Like rep, rep it today, tomorrow while you're here. And then when you go to the practice next week, it's going to be Mac. It's going to be the starters and you're not going to no, see. see I think, I think that if anything, they're going to repping at the joints is a great way to get it in with in live reps without putting it on tape. On tape. Yep. That makes I sense. think it might've been repping it today to get ready for, for the Green joint. Bay because you, you can rep it against another defense that doesn't know what's coming. It's live bullets flying, but you're not putting it on tape for other teams to see. That's, that's my thing. I wonder if they run it a bunch relatively speaking I, i'm not saying it's going to dominate the practice but like if they make a point of getting a couple of drives in wednesday getting a couple of drives in mm -hmm. thursday and then not really running it in the game because that's on film yep they'll just give us good old trace mcsorley there for the second half on Saturday. well he didn't he didn't take he didn't, one snap for that. yeah he didn't get any action so that whole thing i had about the third quarter the real quarterback battle between malik cunningham and trace mcsorley that's over yeah that's a definitive win that's gone that's over yeah with um yeah well o-line shuffle we'll we'll get into that in a second but let's hear from our good pals at FanDuel before we do so let's do that in one every time you want to do this thing freezes up here we go <laughs> football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. 
just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. I wonder how many people are going to bet on the Patriots. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Saw a comment about Chad Ryland. We'll get to that. I uh, poor Kevin, our friend Kevin Stone, had to hear my my kicker rant today during practice. <laughs> oh, you have a but, kicker uh, rant. I was yeah. We can get to that. But uh, I, I'm excited to hear you haven't had like like you've been hosting the show right now for a couple months, and I, I feel like um, we haven't gotten a really good Brian rant. So I'm excited right, for this. Maybe we'll, till the yeah. end of the show for that one. All right, but offensive line. Someone else said no kicker talk we will get to that we will get to that welcome but, welcome to the shelf it's your first time tuning in the person who doesn't want kicker talk on patreon yeah, we always have to get kicker and punter talk in there but offensive line talk about it a little bit left side was as we've kind of seen trent brown Moffy, david andrews but a, a switch on the right side riley reef who didn't play in the thursday he's only repped at tackle for, throughout the spring and the summer slid into that right guard spot and then city so was at right tackle which is a scene at all really here and connor mcdermott bumped back to that second unit at right tackle so it wasn't pretty thursday and still these got options you would hope or except the right tackle spot but they're kind of running through running through some different looks here as we keep moving throughout the summer so it's it's, it's interesting i think in terms of being a uh, at guard, Riley Reef makes a lot of sense there because we've talked about his issues with movement and guys running around him on the edge and how well he's done in one-on-ones when he's blocking a guy in a phone booth and the guy can't run around him. And that's what you do at guard. So I do think, yeah, that move makes a lot of sense. But then is City so the right answer at, at, at right tackle? I don't know. I thought he looked pretty raw the other night. I know some of the PFF guys loved him. I, I thought he looked like he had a little bit of uh, a little bit of work to do. And then what does that mean for Mike Onwenu? Is that a sign Mike Onwenu is not going to be back to start the regular season? Or or is it a sign Mike Onwenu is going to play right tackle? And this was actually the, the, the combination that we had not talked about at all, yeah. which would be Trent Brown, Cole Str- left to right, Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, Riley Reef, Mike Onwenu. Could that be in play? So for Riley Reef, I like to move inside to right guard. What it means for the team, I don't know, because I'm not benching Mike Onwenu for Riley Reef. And then what do you do when Mike Onwenu comes back? Are you sitting Riley Reef, which is probably the better option, but you paid him a lot of money? That would suck. And that still leaves you up in the air at right tackle because they look kind of out on Connor McDermott right now. And he had a rough night on Thursday night, as all the linemen did. I didn't think it was that much worse than anybody else's. Certainly not enough to disqualify him from, you know, starting contention. So I, right tackle is only more confusing at this point. But yeah, I guess if you have to start Riley Reef, right tackle is a good spot to do it. I just, then what are you doing with Mike Onwenu? If you're telling me you're doing that to move Mike Onwenu to right tackle, A plus, love it. If it's anything else, the I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to have some questions. So that was kind of thing. I didn't really put the move on when to tackle. I kind of saw that and I'm like, I literally just thought of that as I was saying this. There so you go. For I, yeah. My, I thought lock is big. Mike not going to be ready for the regular season here. And now we're getting a veteran, I had that same thought. getting a veteran in there because if 
you think Mike's going to be ready, you'd rather have Reef keep repping at right tackle or maybe get some of these young interior options, those rep at, reps at guard. But when I saw Reef in there, that, that's what at first. And, you know, we've talked about the foot speed a lot declining. So guard is a good spot for him. So that would be interesting if that's kind of Winu. And then, yeah, Sal, City So, Sal, he kind of looked, I agree with you, raw, the foot speed at that time. It looked like a guard that bumped out to tackle who yeah. hasn't played tackle since college so that that that's going to be interesting how, how that continues to develop we haven't really got an update on when news health in a while out there at the end in like street clothes looked like he was just working out so maybe he's getting closer but we haven't really got an update on him so still the right tackle position that that's the issue right now one other thing I, I, I'd add is it may just to go back to the right guard spot. It makes it, and, and Ryan brought this up in the chat. It, it makes it even weirder that uh, Riley Reef didn't play on Thursday night. Yeah. And I said at the time, I didn't love that. Would love to get, see if he's going to play right guard, would have loved to see him get some game reps. And maybe they wanted the younger guys to play. Maybe they wanted Moffy to play and they wanted Rusi to play. And they, you know, that group, Jake Andrews, all of them. But uh, it, yeah, I, I wonder where was he? So, so we, we thought that he was losing his job at right tackle. Then he doesn't play with all the established starters, and now he's repping at right guard. So it's just, it's kind of all over the place for him right now. Yep. That'll be interesting. And they'll have a good test against Green Bay. They got some uh, good pass rush. How they line up, how they hold up, it, it'll be interesting to watch. But some other highlights throughout throughout practice today Christian Gonzalez had a nice off. Uh, Mac and covering Juju down there in the red zone. And then Marte Mapu looked like he got his hands on a couple balls there. So so kind of the rookie, some nice moments down there, down there in the red area today. But, you know, Mac had some good moments down there too. He had a couple completions to Hunter Henry. Kendrick Bourne had a really whip route on Jack Jones. So, you know, nothing too big today. It still wasn't full pad, no full pads, not full tempo. But you know, a few highlights there throughout the day. I also thought uh, Mike Jones and Mike Kosicki had a couple of nice connections, and it just builds on something we saw last week and we talked about last week that the chemistry between those two continues to develop, and that's what's big for first year receiver when they're on some of these timing patterns, some of these back shoulder things, some of these routes you can only run if the quarterback trusts the receiver, like throwing the ball before the receiver turns, knowing when he's going to turn, knowing where he's going to be before he gets there. You're starting to see Mac Jones and Mike Kosicki connect on some of these. And obviously that's big all over the field, but in the red zone to go back to the beginning of camp when they had those red zone issues, those routes are most effective in the red zone. So I just, the, the big story to me with first team offense today, and I think will continue to be here is the relationship between Mac Jones and Mike Kosicki because Kosicki is a guy that can really help elevate this offense. That's still developing. And that I mean, that was really all I had from you know throughout practice. Still no John Jones. We can bring that up. Bill out. He he's missed some time here, so no Ty Montgomery still too. So waiting to get some of those guys back. But yeah, any kind of have offense defense throughout the day. Uh, I mean, it's pretty pretty low Low-key. tempo day again. You yeah. know, they they came out, they stretched, and then we all had to go inside for talk about drama. So. We get out there to practice. They stretch. They go through positional drills. They and then up. they line up for team drills. And it's Malik Cunningham with the first team offense. And we're like, what's about to happen? Boom, thunder. thunder. Bill huddles him up and goes, we're going inside. Like before the ball is even snapped, 
So we go inside for 30 minutes. Like, what were we just about to see? And then obviously we found out later on. But um, interest, one of the more interesting training camp practices I've covered uh, so far. Yeah, Mapu's Mapu's still in the red for whoever asked this. Marte Mapu's still in the non-contact. Still in red. But uh, let's hear from our other friends over at LinkedIn. And then we can talk some stuff. Yes. I just want to let everybody know that today's Patriots Beat is brought to you by LinkedIn Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Super easy. Everybody's on LinkedIn, right? You get those notifications, boom, right on your phone. You can put the little banner there on your profile picture that you're hiring. So LinkedIn Jobs makes it super easy. LinkedIn Talent Solutions makes it super easy. So you just do all that. Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Again, the right members. So it'll help you make sure you know, you're, you're weeding out all those candidates and you're getting the guy or girl that you ultimately want. You're getting the person you ultimately want to take your small business to the next level. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash beat. That's linkedin.com slash beat, B-E-A-T, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I want to I want to hear Brian Hines rant because so, I haven't gotten to hear this yet. First of all, you I believe you put a roster projection out the other day, yes. right? What was your kicker position looking like? So, all right, I, I have them keeping both Chad Ryland and Nick Falk right now. First off, don't shoot the messenger. This is what I think they will do. I would not do this, but based on the way they've operated at the kicker position so far this summer, both in training camp and in the preseason game. They look like a team that is at least considering three uh, carrying two kickers. And that what that would look like to me is Nick Folk is your field goal kicker and Chad Ryland is your kickoff kicker. And then maybe he attempts some longer field goals. If you want to kick a field goal from over 50, maybe like at the end of the half or whatever. And that that's how it's, college teams do that. Now college teams can have a hundred something players on their roster. So you can keep some of them have three kickers, but I, I don't know that they're ultimately going to do it, but you see there's been little clues here and there from Ryland, uh, from full kicking the lone field goal in the preseason game, Ryland handling all of the kickoff work in that game, Bryce Beringer's holding and we, we Bryce Beringer it seems like has pretty clearly yep. won the punter job. So he's holding mm -hmm. for folk and Ryland. So that tells me that they're both in competition to be with him in that battery Maybe things change in the next two weeks. I still look at Dallas and think if you can trade Nick Folk to the Cowboys, you do it. And I think there's a case to be made that they would be able to do that. But that all being said, right now they are operating like a team that is at least considering, considering keeping two kickers. It, it, I, again, I don't agree with it, but they've never really trusted rookies. It's a position that's very uh, uh, reliant on trust. And just the way they're operating makes it seem like that. So I agree with everything you just said. I What we've seen so far, it's alternating days, which is one thing, right? Maintain, you know, keep them fresh. Yeah. But 
Folk doing the the field goal in the game. He, he's doing kickoffs in practice at sometimes. He, he's staying around with Ryland. He was kicking today. He went. I think I had him four for four, and he did one of the two minute drills at the end. The third one was he looked like it just squeaked over the upright. But I agree with you. From what we've seen right now, it looks like they're getting ready to keep both of those guys. And I just I have no interest in that. I, I can't have that. And that's nothing against Nick Folk. He's been awesome since he got here. They they really shored up that position in the post-Kaskowski era because was it Mike Nugent who came yeah. in and it was just kind of like a mess? And then you got two, three years out of Folk and you didn't expect it. So he's been awesome here, but he was fading down the stretch last year. He's 38 years old. He's kicking 45 yarders and you're holding on to the edge of your seat. And nothing we've seen from Chad Ryland right now is saying that they need Nick Folk still on this roster because statistically in college, he was 16 to 17 last year, 49 yards and under. So he has the, you know, he can hit accurate, consistent in that range. He's been good throughout the summer, right? If he has one miss every day or a day or there, it's nothing major, right? It's by a few feet. He's still hitting the kicking net. So Everything I've seen out of Ryland has been good for a fourth round pick that you traded up for. You're not going to let him handle all the kicking duties on a team that you're might be trying to squeak Malik Cunningham on, or maybe Kayshawn Booty and keeping six wide receivers. Like I just can't justify keeping two kickers. And, and it looks like they might be headed in that direction right now. If folk somehow wants to stay on the practice squad, fine. But I can't do both, especially if you could maybe get a draft pick for Folk. I don't know. I, I just I, I can't do the two kicker thing. Me and, and meanwhile, the, so they they I wanted Jake Moody in the draft. I thought he was number one kicker. They they he Missed was taken today. in the third round, and then they traded up and took Ryland as the second kicker mm-hmm. off the board. Moody was 0 for two today. Yeah. So it maybe is. they got the right guy. But again, I'm I, like I'm with you. Just trust the kid. And if you're really worried about it, go find some other veteran and sign him on the practice squad and keep him as an emergency. I don't think they're getting Nick Folk on the practice squad. No. Because Dallas Dallas literally does not have an NFL kicker right now. They cut Tristan Viscaino, the lone kicker on their roster, some MLS player. So if you're Nick Folk, it, it, Dallas is going to call. They're going to offer you more money. You get to actually live at home instead of commuting five hours each week and leaving your family. You get to kick indoors. You get to play on a better team. That why wouldn't he take that, right? Why why is he? In, that's not to say he hates the Patriots, but even if I'm the Patriots, I'm like, dude, yeah, of course, yeah, such a better opportunity. So go find somebody else and throw him on the practice squad. But you took the kid in the fourth round. You traded up for him. Trust him. And if it if it if it goes downhill, it goes downhill. Honestly, I think there's just as much of a chance that keeping Nick Folk as your kicker goes downhill because he's he struggled at the end of last year. So I, for, for what it's worth, I was able to keep, somebody said, def not keeping six receivers if we keep two kickers. If you go to my last Ross projection, 985thesportsup.com, I kept six receivers, two kickers, Malik Cunningham, and had a guy on there that they already cut in Jordan Healy. So you can do it. I, 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 I got a little creative on the offensive line. Actually, and I only kept 52 players because I had one spot at running back that was just TBD. That I guess now, well, CJ Marable's not making the team. That was more meant for Ezekiel Elliott. But if you wonder how I did it, 985thesportshub.com, but I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, I, again, I think it's possible. 
I don't yep. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'll put my house on it happening, but it does feel like something that they're thinking about. Like, is there a way we could do this? What would it look like if we do this? And maybe they go through those thought experiments and they think, you know what? No, none of these situations work for us. We're going to, you know, Barth Roster projection sucks. Uh, we can't keep two kickers, but I do think it's something that they're, that they are considering. Yep. I get like statistically rookie kickers are like three or 4% worse on average than, you know, regular kickers, but I don't know. Like you got but a fourth, you, there's, there's, fourth rounder. There's two things about that. One, that's because regular kickers have been weeded out. Yeah, exactly. Right? Regular kickers, they've weeded out all the guys who sucked because they washed out as rookies. And two, like Chad Ryland's going to kick for the Patriots at some point. You don't draft a guy in the fourth round and then never play him. And I get they did that with the kicker in the fifth round a couple of years ago, but there's insinuating circumstances towards that happening. So, all right, if you bury Ryland this year and then have him kick next year, he's still basically a rookie next year because he didn't kick. Yeah. So I think you got to give him a chance. Yeah. And, like, nothing says you're so confident in your rookie kicker than not letting them kick 40-yard field goals and under. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I just – long way to go. You know, we'll, we'll see. But right now they look like they're kind of laying the seeds here to keep both. And I, I, I'm just not – I'm just not for that. Not for that. But – that was, unless you have any last kind of thoughts from today, that, that was pretty much all we got there after our I, after our weather delay. That's pretty much it. Look at it. We got like 30 minutes out of a walkthrough practice. Yeah. I guess there were some signings too, but that's uh, that's pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. I, I, I think that I would say, and I know there's one more practice tomorrow, and we'll kind of preview joint practices uh, tomorrow, but I would say just, you know, it's a Sunday night. Let's look ahead to the week. I think that the the Ezekiel Elliott Leonard Fournette conversation should heat up this week. I don't know that anything gets done, but Pierre Strong's out. We're going to get a really good look at Kevin Harris, and, and, and even if Pierre Strong comes back, we're going to get a really good look at those two guys against another defense against a defense that isn't bad. Um, and if they're not cracking it against Green Bay, you it's it's really time to start talking about calling and you know start to make those calls and try to get that veteran running back in here. So. That's, I think, going to be a big focus this week. And Pierre Strong being out today, like, I, there's actually some significance to that. It, it's yep. easy to gloss over, but I think this is a massive week for those two guys. And if Pierre Strong's not going to be on the field, that that hurts. Now, maybe he comes back tomorrow. Maybe it's just a one-day thing, but uh, something to keep an eye on at tomorrow's practice. Absolutely. So they'll be back for practice tomorrow. We will be back to recap it and get into a little more of those joint practice previews for Green Bay next week. But until then... Go follow Alex on Twitter at RealAlexBarth and go read all of his coverage over at 985thesportshub.com. You can follow me on Twitter over at I am Brian Hines and go read all my coverage over at patspulpit.com. As always, thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you tomorrow. Bye.